quit. This is the Chippewa Valley Geek Actual Play and Community Theater Podcast. In the, the Hermit's Sanctuary. A Beowulf Age of Heroes one-shot. Okay. Welcome to the Hermit's Sanctuary, a one-shot of the upcoming Beowulf Age of Heroes game, designed specifically for single-player and GM play. Um, We're going to try to muddle through this as best we can. I kind of prepped this, but it was like two weeks ago. And it's theoretically a 5e variant, but we're going to figure this out as we go along, because it's not entirely. I am Brian. I will be game mastering. Who are you? I am Roisin, playing Alice, the Chosen One. Has four humps. Alice, the Chosen One. This is one of the pre-gens here, the Welsh Princess. And if I may... Your backstory. <clears throat> oh, there's a... I don't know if I'll include this, but... Wait! A far-flung isle, mist-mantled, room-deep. Surrounded by the whale's way, a speck of footfall. Firmly set upon a blue, bright shield, a stone boss boldly sits. Battle battered by billow maidens, ancient bearer of grave and grove. Home of bristle-backed boar, racked by wild winds keening. Gull's wheeling screech... It scops. Baleful beaked eagles unlock their word hoard. Bitter brine, not balming beer, is lapped by that weird wrought isle. Once a holy held place, a blessing not bane to honest kin. In hearth of deep dwelled slaughter, its leavings glut the gray cloaked wolf. Gorges the black raven's bent beak, feast giver for Woden's greedy birds. Moon blenched, snow skinned, shield breaker, blood drinker. A pale scattered for a sword host of battle-bold warriors. Hardened hearth troop wreak their craft, battle lights sing, but do not sever blood embers swing. Harmless their hewing, no war sweat stricken from war needles striking. Forge-fired handiwork of smiths have no power present there. Weird unraveled, blades bite dulled. Fates weave woe in warp and weft. Was that my exposition? Yes. I didn't get... Any of that. Well, you didn't listen when we were watching Beowulf the other day, did you? (laughs) Epic poetry is a language of pizza. Alright, when the final game comes out, I kind of hope they have a pronunciation guide, because some of these are easier than others, and I realize it's Anglo-Saxon slash Old English, but I'm not ashamed to say I can't really speak my own language. You are at the Mead Hall of Queen Iadgifu. Iadgifu? Of the Frisians at the eastern edge of the Whale Road. She is. This is a random generator for a ruler for each hall that I use to 
get some detail on Queen Iadgifu. She is a queen, a wolf of war. Battle-scarred and broken in body, rune-etched sword across her knee. Anyway, for some reason, she's def- befriended you, the Welsh princess. Uh, won over by your clear-eyed ways and determination to forge your own way in the world. You've also won some friends among the benches of the Mead Hall, and a group of companions have pledged their service to your future ratings, if you will, along the way road. With the coming of spring, Alice has, con- has convinced Yagdafu to lend her a ship so that she might explore further and see what wonders can be found. It is timely when an exhausted messenger throws himself before the treasure seat and begs help for the Hermit's Sanctuary. An isle along the whale road, not too far from here, where a holy man uh, dwells in seclusion and has for many generations. Not the same one, but the title is passed down the hermit of the hermit sanctuary with a small staff to attend to his needs and occasional pilgrims come to the isle to seek enlightenment. However, they have been plagued for several nights now by... A terror of the old times that has walked abroad across the isle at night without fear and slain without hesitation. They are in a terror and they ask for the help of a great hero to come and deliver them. And so the news is spreading from Mead Hall to Mead Hall. Who will step up to be hero enough to save the Hermit Sanctuary? <laughs> I'm trying to think of how to... You don't have to overdo it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I stand and say I pledge my services to you. <laughs> Alright. Um, do you have? Do you want to go through a description at all of yourself? Or do you even have that? Or are you imagining something that you want to talk about? Or We don't have to, but I don't know if you have something there. I mean, it obviously would be more, describe yourself if we had more players, but since it's only you and me. Basically, the Welsh princess stands at the end of the meat hall and says, I will accept this challenge! Yes? And your three sworn bosom mates who are? Maida. She is a scribe, more or less. Hmm. I, too, will accompany you on this journey. <laughs> okay. Leofkid? <laughs> <laughs> I will assume that's how that is pronounced. He is... It's canon now, so... <laughs> I would say, assumedly, a knight of some sort, of some degree. As much as you can get with the Northmen, anyway. Yeah. A bold warrior. Yes. Stern of uh, purpose. And then Thormund, he is also a knightly type or a battle-focused type, and he is malcontent, so this follower is rarely happy with their lot in life. So, probably... I will accompany you <laughs> since everyone else is doing it, but I'm not. Uh, doesn't mean I have to like it. Fair enough. Okay. So the idea is that you are a solo hero. Your starting stats are boosted a bit. 
uh, from a standard first edition fifth first level fifth edition character. Uh, you can see, for example, your hit points are based. Your base is your con score at plus bonuses, not your con. It's not like class based, so it gives you a much bigger starting pool because you're going to be the focus of a lot more going on. But hey, you're like Beowulf, except the Welsh princess version. All right, and then your companions are NPCs that you control, your followers. Um, there is a sidebar here in the intro. Does, sorry, sorry. does initiative work the same way as Fabi? I believe so. Do we all go on the same initiative, or do we... You have an initiative, and then you can invoke your followers to do certain Aww. things. So they have gifts, and they have burdens. And then on your turn, you can invoke one of their gifts to do something that may involve spending them, which takes them off the table, or it may involve them doing something as an aside, but then they stay. I think it should say in the text, and we'll figure out... Like I said, we're going to figure it out as we go along. But when it's spent, I think that means that follower's done. Off for the game, or just for that battle? I don't know. We will see. Um, in some cases it might be like, cause I think some of them have well, take have the blow. Like so like they can the jump in front of a yeah. killing blow and die for you basically. Whereas some of them, it makes sense to me that it's sort of like a, you can do this once thing, but I don't know if that's per encounter, per long rest or per session. So we'll figure that out as we go along. Um, just to read the sidebar, if people have the book, they can skip this section. In Beowulf, all heroes have two things, a ship and followers. Along the way, they may lose both temporarily, but such inconveniences are part of an epic tale, and a hero will always be able to secure the return of both. The starting ship is large enough to hold the hero, your followers, and the rest of the benches filled by your crew. The crew don't take much part in the adventure beyond making the ship go. By and large, the crew of sailors do the unglamorous work of getting the ship from point A to point B, and we don't spend too much time thinking of them. Your followers are your trusted friends, retainers, shield bearers, and confidants. They will feature in a lot more detail. Uh, they have a variety of gifts and burdens, which can be called into action as you wish. But this is your tale, and not theirs. They enter the action only briefly, play their part, and then fade into the background. Okay. Now, at some point in your backstory, when you are prepping for the adventure, it mentions the thing called the portent which is something specific to Beowulf that I think is kind of cool. But uh, how do you come about finding your portent? portent? Scanning her books in preparation, a line of poetry catches in Alice's mind, forming the portent for this quest. Portent, yes! Okay, so that is a thing uh, which uh, apparently every adventure in Beowulf begins, and it is the theme, if you will, which we need to randomly generate, but will affect how you can spend inspiration points throughout the game. Mm. So, I'd like you to get 2d6, ideally of different colors. Easy. And you're going to randomly generate this from the tables that we have here. Uh, in the full book, this is a much more involved process, but this is a abbreviated version. Okay, so technically you're rolling 2d3. You know what a d3 is? Okay, you're rolling a d6. 1 and 2 is a 1. 3 and 4 is 2. Oh. 5 and 6 is 3. Okay, now you need to pick which one of those is 
which color are you using for die one? Die one. Purple. Okay, so the purple one. All right. So roll both, please, and tell me what you get. Die one is a three. Okay. And then die two is a one. Okay. Roll it again. We're going to go through four rolls. One on die one. Okay. And Actually, one on both. Mm. Okay. Three on one. Okay, so three on the first one. And then two, or one on the second one. Roll that second one again, just in case. That is three. Alright, and one more time. One is one. Two is two. The portent is Ancient Grief Worthy Graves. So that is the theme that we are working with. Oh god. So I guess we're gonna be dying a bit here? Possibly. Um So as part of these rolls we generated some tokens. Those in the green are the hero pool. Whenever you feel you can make a connection between the words or meaning of the portent and current events going on in the game, you can claim this from the hero pool and spend it like inspiration. Okay? You're nodding. I want to make sure that that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. This is the follower pool. Whenever you feel you can make a connection between the words or meanings of the portent and current events in the game, uh, you can claim this token to you can use it to give a follower inspiration. Mm. Uh, and is that gonna only be useful? This is only in for followers. Combat, or are they going to be making other? That's for you to say. Um, I think Maida has certain lore checks she could make, for example, because she's a scribe. This would give her advantage on it, if you so wish. And then this is the GM pool. Oh, no. Tokens in this pool are used by the GM to give NPCs and monsters inspiration. Anytime that I can claim a link between the events in the game and the portent, I can claim this and give myself inspiration. So, we have one in the hero pool, one in the fellowship pool, and two in the GM pool. Oh dear. These are dire times. <clears throat> so, Does it refill once you use it? Like once you use it, do you put it back? That is a good question. When spent tokens from the pool are put to one side, they don't return until the beginning of the next adventure. When which we have a totally new portent. See, oh you might be able to get inspiration, I think, through the normal means. I 
maybe the main rules are clear on that, but I mean, you can still get inspiration from being awesome. I'll allow that. Um, and certainly you have your mechanic, your alignment die, which seems to be a thing that every um, every one of the pre-gens had, as far as I could tell. Uh, but when you roll with inspiration, or when you roll with advantage, which is interesting, because you don't need inspiration to roll with advantage. If you're rolling with advantage, that could be because you're flanking or something like that. Um, but yeah, anytime you roll with advantage, if you, you pick one to represent because your alignment is neutral, your heart full of neutrality, that's your alignment die, and if that one is the one that you keep in the end, you get inspiration. Yeah, okay. So, maybe in certain instances you might pick the lower die, because it's more important you get inspiration than the highest number. Interesting mechanic to consider. But we will deal with that when we get to it. Alright, so you gather your followers for the adventure. Um, and you begin your voyage upon the whale road, which is the sea. The fancy Viking name for it. The voyage is the transition between the known and the unknown, the world of men and the world of monsters. Craft is loaded with ballast stones that are each about a child's head in size. So yeah, that big. Um... To ride low in the water. Um, supplies are lashed to the deck, under the benches, along the inside of the ship. The followers file aboard your vessel, as well as the oarsmen, your crew. Um, who's to say how many of them there are? Um, shield locks allow for the followers and hero to display their shields on the side of the ship. Mm. Not practical for rough weather. But certainly when you want to make an impression arriving. Um, does your ship have a figurehead? No, oh, we have the name of the ship. Ironically, I think I'm better at pronouncing Welsh than I am at pronouncing Old English. So, the name of her ship, I believe, is pronounced Keffel Dur. And it is a raider. Which... Definitely not what I would have said. Yeah. Um, which I, I don't know what... There are raiders and merchants on some of the other uh, pre-gens. I don't understand the distinction, but again, once we get the full game, I'm sure we will know. Uh, however, um, there's going to be some challenges on the way. We'll be tested by the environment and by fate. To some degree, this is based on the portent. So, I have a list of challenges here. Again, perhaps for the listening audience at home. And I am selecting it specifically by the dice you rolled when rolling the portent. I, I have a record of what you rolled, and that is determining which one of these I am picking. Mm. To answer your earlier question, there's a sidebar here. Followers are activated to use one of their gifts or burdens. Many times a follower will become spent, meaning they cannot be activated again for the remainder of the adventure. A follower might be killed or slain, the difference is that slain represents a heroic death rather than just bad fortune. Which is what you want. As you sail off into rough seas, the dark skies crackle with eldritch energy and eerie lights dance on the horizon. Okay. Um, it appears you have attracted the attention of some witches who may or may not 
care. Attack us? Well, they might necessarily not want you to succeed. They may have a stake in the Hermit Sanctuary and its uh, dwellers. The ship itself almost seems to be lit with a strange emanation. And the sailors' hair stands on end. They feel as though they can feel the cold eyes of the she-sorcerers upon the backs of their heads. Please choose a follower. I feel like this is going to be possession or something, but... How about... Alright, let me take a look at him. Okay. So they don't have stats. We're assuming everybody is plus zero on their roll. Whenever we need to roll. He feels particularly singled out by this arcane energy. Please give me a DC 10 wisdom save for him. D20? Yes. Assumedly? Plus zero. You want to roll a 10 or higher, basically. 11? Okay. <laughs> oh, oh no. Oh, yeah, okay. He resists the the arcane... Um, pull? Pull, yes. And he finds resolution in the singleness of purpose that he is a bound companion. And this is your first foray in your own name and he will not let you down and be weakened by such meddling. Well done. Uh, The voyage takes the best part of two days and uh, you arrive a little bit before sunset. Looks like that as you approach from the sea. So an island? Yeah. It's just a rock in the middle of the sea, basically. It looks like a giant single stone dropped into the sea. From the distance, it looks quite modest in size, but as you draw closer, you can see just how tall the cliffs are. They range in height from 50 to 100 feet, and the sea booms against them, wearing nooks and crannies across their face. The land appears covered in a heath moor, moor, and slopes unevenly across the mass of the island, from the highest cliffs in the west to the lower cliffs on the eastern side. Uh, it appears, as you approach, the high cliffs surround the island on all sides, aside from a natural bay in the south, with a beach. So I presume that is where you will try to land your vessel. It's a pebble beach, and what seems to be the remains of a ruined tower overlooking the beach. A narrow path winds its way up through the steep rocks. Onto the island proper. There is a light at the base of the tower, but no other buildings can be seen from the beach. Mm. The sun is setting as you approach and land. Mm. Pulling the ship onto the beach is an easy task for the crew, and they set about securing the ship with props and setting up camp both on board and around the landing site. It is now up to you to decide how to divvy your. Uh, ship, crew, and your appearance on the island. How do you manage them? Mm, I think most of us should stay on the beach for the most part. Okay. Around the ship. In case for whatever reason we need to 
quickly leave. Okay. So certainly the crew. Yeah. The oarsmen. Mm, I think I will take my followers up to see the towers and such. Okay. See what's going on so over there. So three followers will be coming with you and the crew will stay behind with the boat. Yes. is supposed to be the view at night time, but I can't find the real one. So that's kind of the view from the beach. That's, you can see. Creepy? Alright. <laughs> uh, okay. Above the beach is a ruined tower. Uh, as you... Oops. Sorry. That's closer up. As you start to Go up the steps, you get a better view. Mm. Can I see anyone? Well, there is certainly a light. Um, it almost looks as though it's a ruined tower. appears to be of unfathomable, unfathomable age, built of huge stone blocks and in place with many smaller chunks. Um, you remember when we were in Scotland and seeing a lot like those sorts of things. Mm. And it looks like broken down a lot like that too and then up against the one side facing the beach it's almost as though uh, there's a small hut been constructed in recent times does the tower look like it is broken down just because of time or does it look like something like actually happened there and mm. knocked it all down or can I even tell it's a good question but you can't tell from approaching you'd have to investigate more closely. Um, the landing hut appears to be sturdy construction of timber post wattle and a few wooden planks. Um, and yeah, it's built up against the ruin and uh, nestled in against the side. Mm. And as you get closer, the light definitely appears to be a small fire uh, in the center of the hut with smoke smoldy escaping through the reed thatch above. Okay, so how will you approach, or what will you do as you approach? Mm, now that we're closer, can I see anybody? Uh, you look, look, you see a shadow inside. Looks like it could be someone. Mm. Do I know anything about like this island or area at all? Like, is it dangerous? Well, everywhere is dangerous. Uh, I mean, there could be raiders anywhere at any given time. True. Um, and certainly, I mean, the tales you told that uh, it's a religious hermitage. There is traditionally a holy man or a monk that lives in seclusion here with some attendants. And pilgrims occasionally come. Um, but they have been ravaged of late of some beast. Is there any evidence of said beast? Like any tracks or anything at all? Not that you can see. I mean, it's getting dark and you're just coming up off the beach yeah. right now, so... Um, Probably should have brought a torch or something, but... You can always light. Okay, I guess we'll go up to the hut then and see what's going on. Okay. And, uh, yeah, okay. Uh, a small voice. Uh, what's up? Hello, who's there? I am Alice. 
I have been <laughs> word commissioned to come and protect you all because we were informed that you have been attacked several times okay. recently. Uh, the door opens. <laughs> uh, you can see inside that it's basically a bare room. Um, there is just a stool next to the fire, basically. Um, and a small wooden box, which is, maybe keeps a few things in, but it's primarily just used as a table. Clearly, this isn't somewhere someone lives. Um, it's a boy of about 12. Oh, geez. Um, that greets you. Hello! Oh, good, good. We've been waiting for, for someone, from some, some kind of help. Uh, Ah, oh, you come from afar, then? Uh-huh, yes. Oh, oh the the hermit will be gr- great. Uh, gr- glad to hear uh, of a, a mighty hero has come uh, to save us. Um, slender frame with dirty blonde hair. He's kind of eyeing you and the fought your, your companions uh, carefully. Um, yes, I am Edgar. At your service. And he bows deeply. Almost overly formal, if you will. Um, and I welcome you to the island, and thank you. Uh, there's been so much death. <laughs> um, so, so much screaming. So much screaming. Uh, come, I will take you to the, uh, the... Whatever the hell it's called. Let me see. The Sanctuary. Uh, and, and you can meet the hermit if you would like. Uh, are there more of you, or just the four of you? There are more. Our ship is down on, at the beach. Oh, oh, okay, that is wise. Um, yes, it would be a shame to have to leave, but I suppose there might be room for all of us. Hopefully it will not come to that. Yes, yes, let us, let us go. Um... With him along the way. Yes. What would you like to discuss? Why were you out in the hut on your own? Wouldn't that be dangerous if something had been going after people? Uh, perhaps, but I'm not scared at all. Of course. But this is the hand I shoot with. Um. <laughs> But of course, we need someone here uh, to uh, uh, greet visitors, and we did send out the call for aid, so it would not make sense to all be hiding if someone came and did not know where to go. Um, but and it's not quite nightfall yet. I, uh, all the, all of the killings have so far happened at night, so um, uh, it is good time to be back within the walls. However, um, that makes me nervous to leave the. Ship then. You want to send one of the followers back, or do you just want to deal with that after you talk to them? You said they were setting up camp on the beach too. Yeah, yeah, just sort of around the mm. ship. Why don't I say that's fine for now? Okay. All right. He leads you and your followers up onto the island proper. It's a windswept place with terrain that undulates softly across its small area. Once over the rise that leads to the beach, the sanctuary is immediately visible off to the side, lit by what is obviously a large fire within a good-sized hall, accompanied by some smaller building, buildings all ringed by a stone wall. 
So when you kind of come up the rise, so this is obviously the sanctuary, and there's a large light in this hall here. Mm -hmm. uh, off in the distance over here, sort of up a hill, there's another small walled enclosure. Uh, various standing stones are strewn across the heather, like here and here. Um, strong wind is blowing across the island, and the boy is keen to get to the sanctuary and get inside. So let's Hunt. There's the ruin. You go across there. Okay. And this is the other walled enclosure you see. And these are all standing stones huh. ringing the island at various intervals. And in fact, you uh, cross one at a junction uh, of the path. One path leads towards the smaller enclosure in the distance, the other leads down to the Hermit's Hall. At this junction sits a large standing stone, complete with carvings upon it. Hmm some kind of ancient writing. Is it any language or something that I can recognize? Or is it completely lost to time? Do you have a skill you could use? Legends? Sure. Or religion? Give it a try. Ten? Mm, okay. Uh, you could... What does your follower have that's a lore master? She might be able to help read it. Oh. Advantage on intelligence checks and saving throws? Mm -hmm. Okay. Can I see it? Uh, yeah, you could have her make an intelligence check. Oh, no. With advantage, so roll twice. Seventeen. Okay. Um, yeah. The writing's a little unclear, but it says something about, uh, it's Alchem, the language of the ancients. Uh, it's unclear, but it says something about a gathering of great heroes fighting the giant, but all being defeated because its hide cannot be pierced by iron. Hmm... Uh, are you trying to chat up the boy as you go, or just, just sort of taking in everything on the island, or what? I'm gonna ask him, when did these attacks start happening? Some three nights ago. Do you know of any, any times that this may have happened in the past? I've never seen anything like this in all my days. How he's twelve, you said? Yeah. Hmm. Give me a charisma check. <laughs> Not good at that. <laughs> Eight. Okay. Um Yeah, he seems really shy. Mm. And not really very forthcoming. Uh, okay, a short walk from the Standing Stone is the sanctuary itself, a small holding comprised of three buildings and various animal pens, all surrounded by a stone. As you approach, you can see the wall varies in height from five to six feet tall in various places. Uh, it's certainly not an impenetrable defense, but one that keeps out the worst of the wind, uh, and one which would make life difficult for any attacker. Uh, there's a single gateway down there. Uh, close to it, a section of the wall seems to be under repair. 
uh, wooden posts and some piles of stone. Uh, mark where repairs are in progress. That'll be here. And, uh, presumably you will head straight for the Hermit's Hall. Sure, yeah. And all kinds of things happen from that point. Okay. It's a wide, low, oval-shaped building with a thick, thatched roof. Mm-hmm. The entrance is there. Entering through the double doors, a thick, felted blanket has been hung over the door to keep out the drafts. The air inside is thick with incense... A warm glow is cast by a number of candles sat upon a wooden altar to the right. So these must be benches. Um, There are a couple of tables currently pushed against the wall. And there are doors here across the... That must be it, yeah. There are doors here across the way. Um, That are blocked. Interesting. And there are a couple of casks on top of that bench as well. Hmm. Heavy barrels, looks like. Uh, in the middle of the harl, okay, there are a number, of, couple of tables currently pushed against a wall, and a number of wooden benches and stools are scattered around. In the middle of the hall sits a hearth, which is burning a good-sized fire. After the rigors of the sea and the gale blowing across the island, the hall is welcoming in its warth, warmth and golden glow. Hear strange noises coming from the nether regions of the hut. Um, do you have notice or any such perception, probably? Yeah. Or just give me a... I don't even know what the hell game I'm playing anymore. Um, spot hidden. Roll percentile this. Um, any kind of notice or, you know, just intuition check that you can come up with. I do have perception. Right, more 19. Yeah, a couple things jump out at you. <laughs> uh, this is a place of worship. Yeah. Obviously with the altar. And with the fire, it could be used as a social or gathering place. However, there are four beds here as well. Mm-hmm. Which do not appear to be typical. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they don't appear to belong here that much, but they're here now. Also, just sort of doing your tactical scan of the room, you know, because you always look over a room to, like, you know, where are the defensible points, where are the exits? You note that the benches are grouped around the main door. Like, this is blocked off by the one bench and the the casks. Uh, the others are a lot kind of near the main door, so they could be used as barricades, maybe, in a pinch. You don't know if that's why, but it certainly seems like that could be. Hmm. Um... To the left of the door, a wall made of thick wattle. I'll look that up later. Uh, Divides off the hermit's living quarters. This is a simple chamber divided by a curtain. Well, you wouldn't know that. Yeah, so to the left of the door, a wall divides off what can only be the hermit's living quarters beyond that passageway. Um, Also, with that notice check, there... Normally, in your knowledge of these sorts of hermitages and places of, you know, rest and healing and worship, there should be a handful of relics, treasures of the church, that tend to get handed down. Um, But there really isn't anything that you can see. 
Nothing by the altar? Not really. I mean, it's pretty sparse. I mean, it is a hermit, so maybe. Alright. Um, so you're at the Mead Hall. Not a Mead Hall. The Great Hall. The Hermit's Hall. Alright, and you present yourself. The boy says, Behold, it is Alice, the mighty heroess, heroine, from the Hall of Queen are over the waves. Come to save us from the beast. Cheering ensues. Um, yeah, there are four other folks present. Mm-hmm. Uh, a well-proportioned woman who seems very glad that he's back. A tall, thin man who scolding the boy for going off on his own. What were you doing? You know, these are dangerous times. You shouldn't be doing that. Mm. Um, a tall, gruff, and burly fellow who seems to be warming himself by the fire. And as uh, you enter, coming from the side area is an old hermit. befuddled man. Good news, everyone. We have heroes here. <laughs> no. Oh, wow. <laughs> Shut up, friends. <laughs> okay. Um, so you, the boy brings you into the hermit's hall and presents you to Eckbert the hermit. The hermit thanks you. Thank you for coming to our aid. Please take your rest here. Eat some food. Uh, we have, we do not have much, but what it is, is yours as well as ours. And then we can, uh, uh, what? Um, where, sir? Where was I? Who, who are you? Oh, this'll be fun. <laughs> and then this guy steps in. I am Elfnoth, the provisioner. Please, have some mead and some wine, and, uh, warm yourselves by here by the fire. Um, this is not an especially formal encounter with no set etiquette to follow. It's not like a hall of heroes. Things are quite informal, and you can simply choose... Oh yes, he makes other introductions. This is Carol. She is the housekeeper and mother to Edgar. And Frithgar is the builder. He's responsible for keeping the place up structurally. Um, so things are pretty informal here. Uh, they all kind of sit around the fire with you and share some bread and some wine. And, um, you can speak to any of them or all of them or do whatever you like at this point. I mean, you can speak to them all together if you want to, like, pull some of them aside to interview them, you know, like, uh, Knives Out style. That's fine, too. (laughs) Um, just, yeah, think of whatever you want to do. Uh, I think I'll mostly... Ask them as a group. Hmm. Probably just some of the same questions that I asked the child that I already forgot the name of. Um. Just you know, how long has have these attacks been happening? Have you known about anything like this in the past? Maybe that sounds similar. Okay. 
Um, they give you the story of what's happened so far. Uh, there are three not present because they have been taken. Mm. Um, there were two pilgrims, travelers, a man and a woman who came to the island together to visit the hermit and take prayers. We did not know much of them beyond that they seemed honest and good followers of the church. They discussed spiritual matters, but little else they kept to themselves. The first was taken while walking the aisle late in the evening. Only bloody bones. Yes, uh, Frithgar. Yes, sir. I got up in the morning to start making repairs to the wall, and only bloody bones were found when I... Well, no, he went missing later in the night, and I went searching for him the next morning, but then I only found bloody bones, so... The second pilgrim, a woman named Agnes, was distraught beside herself at the death of her companion. We, she went out alone herself, against all our wishes, in the, the next night to search for the creature to see what she could find. And again, the next dawn, only blood and bones were found. Mm. So we sent a boat with bearing provisions for help. Uh, and obviously word came to you and Perhaps others have heard word of our troubles. Um, the third victim was a, a new monk. Um, Snowden was his name. Uh, he was sent to uh, assist the hermit. Isn't that right? Wow. Oh, morning. Oh, good. Yeah, he's quite doddering. Um, but we never actually met him. He, uh, we presume he arrived late in the day as the sun was setting, um, but we were in the hall and we heard roars and screaming, and by the time we reached the path to the beast, to the beach, once again there were only the grisly remains of the monster's feast. And God's will, everything would be fine in the end. Man eating monsters, I didn't have Have you... You ever been attacked while inside the structure, or only when somebody has left? Oh well, no. All the uh, attacks seem to happen outside the walls. So we 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 tell ourselves that we are safe here. Hopefully, um, okay. If you want, basically, I have guidelines for each of the characters here. Mm-hmm. Um, I would recommend trying to have conversations with them individually. Alright. Um, I don't know if you know. I mean, I'm, you know, they've given you what information they can in general conversation. Um, but if you want to try to earn any of their trust and draw more out of them, you might do better in an individual um, setting, if you will. Alright. I will do so then. Okay. So, who would you like to... Fritchgar? Frithgar. Oh, Frith... Oh, that's a T, not a C. Okay. Okay. Yeah, he's as close as the Sanctuary gets to a guard. He's strong... You can sense he's very strongly protective of the Hermit. Mm. Um, he's large, powerfully built, thick blatch... Thick thatch of thatch of thick black hair and a full bushy beard. 
He wears a leather apron and tatty ochre brown trues. He's got all kinds of tools and pouches on his belt. Uh, give me a persuasion check. That'll be a five. Okay. He seems kind of... Off-put. Yeah. Suggests the people of the island need practical help, not heroic swaggering. Well, gee, frick you too. Do you have any heroic exploits yet? I've never heard of a hero called Alice. I am working to make a name for myself. (laughs) If you wish to be assistants... You'd be a lot better off helping me bring stone down from the tower in the morning. You could always start with that tomorrow, rather than wandering about trying to get yourself killed. With that, he kind of picks up his goblet and stomps off to a corner of the the hut to drink by himself. Gee, screw you too. Okay. All right. Elf not. You have very sharp swords you have. All of you are very well equipped. I'm sure you will put an end to this matter in no time whatsoever. Uh, Okay, give me an insight check. Not 20. So 23. Okay. Um. So basically I'm good at Everything except making people trust and like me. Oh, Legit oh wait, oh wait, oh wait. Features and traits, friend to all. When you enter a meeting place, make your first ability check with advantage and continue doing so until you fail a check. Okay. So, I don't know if that... So... Okay, if we take those two rolls, then that would have gotten you... A success with him. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Okay, he's super friendly with you. Um, he still requests your help moving stone from the tower in the morning. Um, but he talks about, you know, it's a beautiful, beautiful old stone. It's an old tower. Many of the stones have ancient carvings. That, um, strange carvings on the stones from ancient times. Perhaps... Uh, you and, you know, your sage friend might have, uh, an interest in them later. Okay. Maybe. So now, roll for advantage with Elfenoff. <laughs> Can I just stick with the 23? I don't think I'm going to get higher than well, that. Well, no, because we use that for this guy. So, since he rolled with advantage and a 1. Do you have 2d20? Yeah. Okay, so roll both. But remember, you have your alignment die. So you should pick a color before you roll. And as long as you keep getting a success, you can keep using it. This shall be my alignment die. Okay. So eight on both. Okay. Alright, yeah, he appears to want to give you the lowdown on everyone else in the hut. You know. So, you know, just between you and me, I don't think any of these people are as bright as they appear. 
I mean, you've seen Eckbert. He's a very holy man, but uh, obviously the mind is going, yes? Sure. I mean, the housekeeper, she only lives here because she couldn't, no one would put up with her anywhere else. Honestly, so these people. The builder seems to be hungry all the time. I mean, stupid is an unkind word, but he appears to be quick to anger and most very violent across. I almost wonder... No, of course not. That's not even possible. I, I shouldn't wonder such things. Mm, that makes me highly suspicious. <laughs> and of course the boy. I'm, I'm amazed you got here. The boy's too young to know anything. He's so full of fanciful stories. Far too much for his own good. You do well to stay inside until morning. And, um, I'll, of course, have to take leave uh, to check the provisions. My important business of stock-taking and securing food supplies. Yeah, he tells you about his earlier life as an ongoing, or er, a seagoing trader. Um, but he spent the last couple seasons here with the hermit. Okay, so that's Elfnoth. Oops, Doctor Her. Okay. Uh, give me just a regular roll, then. Persuasion. That last roll was insight. Did you have a bonus to insight? I added oh, that. Okay. All right. So now it's persuasion. Mm, not good at that. Seventeen. She's a short, burly woman in middle age. She often appears dour. She's the boy's mother, of course. Uh, her father's long gone. They were married, but he was killed in a war with the pagans. And she... <laughs> she explains her fear that her son will follow his father to death into battle. Mm -hmm. Someday. Um, Somehow I doubt that. She knows he's growing into a young man and needs broader horizons than this island offers him, but it's it's safe and it's consistent, and that's a good thing. I wouldn't um, say safe. It has been. Okay. Um, the hermit, though, he's slowly fading. He isn't as green as he is cabbage-like. I worry what will happen when he does fade away, and what will become of the sanctuary. Um... She does know, she has heard tales, that the sanctuary was once a very ancient pagan place, uh, haunted by monsters and death dealers from hell. But the sanctuary kept the monsters at bay. Mm. Yep. Okay. Uh, would you like to give me an insight or religion check? How about religion? that you woke him up from his nap. He is not impressed. I suggest you might spend some time in quiet contemplation instead of rattling about looking for adventure. Adventure. There's a, a small cemetery on the island where it's a peaceful place where a group of noisy idiots might go to find wisdom. Oh, I, 
your adage, you might bring your spears and clattering shields with you. Excuse me, I have a fire. Who are you? Okay, I'm done. <laughs> uh, all right. So, uh, are you... Uh, Elfnoth invites you to bed down with them in the, the hall, if you wish. Mm. Is it dark? I assume it's it dark. It is dark, yeah. Mm. I was going to say, maybe we should go back to the ship, but if it's dark out already, then... You're welcome. Well, yeah, we'll stay here. Okay. So they get you some bedrolls. Um, they begin going about their business barricading the door. Uh, and you fade off into the night, and you hear the crackle of the fire, almost hypnotic in the background. Soft snoring fills the room. Um, when at a certain point in the evening, night, there's a sudden clamor outside the hall and a loud banging upon the doors. Mm. Is this normal? I assume this is not a regular... No? Everyone who lives on the island isn't here. Well... Help! Help! Let us in! Open the doors! Uh... I don't... Because mm, the ship's crew was down. But also it could be fake. They sound fine. It's kind of familiar. Open up. Open the doors. <laughs> okay. I, I, I don't... Uh... Yeah, it is your crew, or at least most of them. Uh, they had settled down and made camp around the ship, and uh, some great beast attacked. And uh, it so didn't seem that they them? could... What? Is, are all of them here? Hmm, don't like that. <laughs> um, but when they tried to fight, nothing they did seemed to harm the beast. So eventually they fled, but not all of them made it to the hut. The doors are rebarricaded until morning. And then dawn comes. You are awoken with a start as uh, the coming and going of the servants wakes you and your companions in the now chilly hall. Housekeepers preparing a breakfast of oat dumplings with the leftover meat from last night's meal. Frithgar, the builder's Stokes the fire. The hermit still is sleeping. Elfnoth the provisioner is, of course, nowhere to be found, as he told you he was going to be. No one's concerned. He's off and away seeing to this and that around the island. So. So, I should have gone back and said, yeah, okay. So, okay. Here's your little followers. <laughs> Put this aside for now. What would you like to do? Someone has an investigation ahead of her. Oh dear. So, hmm. well, I was told I need to help bring stone from a tower or something, right? Uh, yes. So, uh, morning, he sets off, uh, after breakfast, um, and you are free to accompany him, and he welcomes the help. Uh, he heads out to the ruin, 
Okay, basically, the there was a storm that destroyed part of the wall, so he's been trying to repair it with stones from the ruin. Um, it's of unfathomable age as you approach. Mm-hmm. Primarily a huge ring of stone blocks set in place with many smaller chunks. We already covered that. It appears to have once had incredibly thick walls with a staircase set into them. So, the one we knew. Um, there is only one entrance in what remains of the ruin, which faces north. Uh, the doorway leads into a 12-foot-long passage through the very thick walls. Inside, you find a circular space, overgrown with brackens and brambles. The footing is unsure with lots of loose stones. So this is the hut. That's the uh, path down to the beach with the staircase. And then this is the ruin itself. Uh, There's no sign of any activity when you're there. No sign of anyone else. Uh, There is a good view of the island to be had from the top of the staircase. In particular of all the standing stones. Mm. Probably the view I showed you earlier. Um, You can also see a walled enclosure to the north. Which uh, they mentioned is the walled graveyard up here. In the daylight, you can see there are carvings on the inner walls of the ruin. Stones lining the central chamber are covered in decorative carvings. They show robed figures appearing to walk in procession carrying a variety of objects. Nick rings, scepters, cauldrons, serpents. These are clearly very old. There's a strong sense of sorcery and ritual, and you feel a little unclean looking at it. But um, Various chunks of stone have fallen away, though, so it's hard to follow any kind of narrative. <laughs> there is a repeating design, which appears to be a cross interlaced with serpents. And Frithgar appear, you know, he goes to one of the spots. Um, I should show us on the map. But he goes to one part in particular, which is being propped up with wood, but where he appears to be getting his stone from, and begins loading up uh, a hand cart. I will assist, then. Okay. He is glad of the help. Um, Helping remove the stones from the ruin and carry them down to the sanctuary wall. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, in the daylight, when you get back to the Harem Sanctuary, you can definitely see the difference in stone that he's using in the wall. There are definitely some stones from the ruin. Um, yeah, you do... Give me a... Um, perception? Or insight? Probably perception. 17? Okay. Uh, you do notice a bunch of the stones. There is a repeating symbol or motif, um, a design in the carvings, which appears to be a cross interlaced with serpents. Mm. Oh, I'm dumb. I should have asked the ship crew what the quote-unquote beast looked like. Mm. <laughs> it was a great big huge monster that it seemed to almost glow in the night it was it had pale pale skin and it, nothing we did seemed to pierce its hide it all serpent like maybe <laughs> hmm. 
Mm. The standings don't mention a giant. I mean, there are no giants, but... Okay. <laughs> there are no ninjas. They're not real. It's just... It's The hermit, what that is about, the snake serpent imagery being repeated? Uh, the hermit's in seclusion at the moment. He's in prayer and can't be disturbed. Oh my god. Alright. Oh, says, uh, yeah, I've seen that before, though. There, um, I don't know, seems to be around the, pl- around this place a lot. I I mean, all the old places, you get a funny feeling when they're inside. But I, I believe I've seen that symbol, same symbol on a headstone up at the graveyard. Mm. I don't know what it means, so. Who's right. to say the ancients were weird, wily folk? I think I'm going to head to the graveyard then, see what that's about. Okay. Just taking the path straight there. Yeah. in the northwestern part of the island reached by an undulating track filled with stones and ever-engroaching gorse and heather. It's a circle enclosure of tightly placed stones walls about five feet high. Inside the enclosure you can see there are three fresh graves dug to bury what remained of the three previous victims. You might say there are three half fresh graves. Um... There are about a half dozen older ones, each one being a six-foot-long grass hummock facing east-west. Each one has a small stone marker. It's a headstone. Yeah, that's the approach up to the cemetery. Um, Directly opposite the entrance is a much larger grave marker, and it's a company engraved. The main headstone appears to be... One of the standing stones broken. Hmm. With a distinctive angular shape at its root. Oh, no, it's the top chunk, like of a standing stone that was broken off and brought here. And the builder, when he worked, he did talk about how they just reused stones around the island as they could. Um, from what you can tell, the stone shows a robed figure holding up an amulet. The monster that you saw on the first stone appears to be quailing in its presence. And sure enough, Frithgar is correct. The amulet appears to have a very particular design showing a cross shape with an interlacing pattern of its. Hmm. Interesting. Is there anything else odd or different about this one specifically? Um, well, all the. It's the only one that didn't have, like, it special like small modern headstone but for some reason because it was probably the first one but i mean they took this chunk of standing stone from elsewhere on the island what would you like to do <laughs> investigate the other three graves maybe uh they are definitely recent and from the three people that were just killed what are the three older ones though uh, former hermits. Anything different about them? Yeah. Mm. Are the other standing stones kind of nearby? Yeah, oh, they're okay. all over. I mean, Can you see if there are carvings on those as well? Okay. 
Um, how many can you see on the map there, roughly? Not counting the one you already looked at. Nine. So I'll say you spend some time trudging up and down the island looking at them. Um, okay, the first one you come to is tall, about ten feet high, covered in a delicate gray-green lichen, and it's just covered in mysterious concentric rings and dots. The second one seems to be pretty much identical to the first one that you saw. The same heroes fighting the giants, swords breaking against it, so on and so forth. Uh, next one is short, three to four feet high, covered in a deep green moss, an ancient Balkan script in a forgotten language. Can't really read what's going on with that one. Now this one is broken, sheared off at about two feet pockmarked with rain-filled water holes on what's left of it. And what's left is a distinctive angular shape and a piece of interlaced border which can easily be matched to the headstone on the walled graveyard. So presumably it once held the story of an ancient hero subduing the monster with light from an amulet, which you already saw in the graveyard. This one has fallen over, covered in deep green moss. The runes are made indecipherable by the weather. This one's about six feet high. This is number six. Uh, it's cracked, but you can make out what appears to be the same monster that was on the very first stone. Mm. And instantly the other one. Um, Apparently asleep or dead, lying down in what looks like a cave, an underground cave. And the ancients are building a tower on top of the cave. This is a slab, like a broad stone, grass topped, and appears to have that um, serpent symbol all over it. This one is worn away and indecipherable. This one is knocked to the ground. Um, has grass filling in around it and growing through it. Um, it appears to be a combination of that creature, like beast designs, and the cross with the serpent design. Mm. Intermingled, if you will. Getting any ideas? Mighty Alice. What would you like to do now? So, first I want to go back to this tower. Mm -hmm. And check around to see if there seems to be any, like, secret entrances or something like that. Um, give me investigation. Uh, 
14? You do not see. It looks to be a secret passage or anything. Any hidden areas that you haven't already seen. Alright. Okay. Now, I want to... Maybe check around in the hut? Okay. See if there's anything like that in there instead, maybe? I don't know why there would be, but... Alright. Um, give me investigation. Not 20... 23. Um... <clears throat> there are... There's nothing secret there. Uh, the boy's there. Tending a fire. What are you doing? What are you looking for? I mean, this is just our watch hut. What are you... What are you... Can I help you? There... Can I help you? <laughs> the Scottish store? Yeah. Um... I was seeing on the standing stones around the island in one of... in some of the carvings it seemed like the quote-unquote monster slept in a cave during the day so I was looking to see if possibly there was a secret entrance or oh, something. Cave? Yes. Oh, there's caves all over the island. Oh. Um, yeah, the cliffs on all sides are riddled with caves. Well, time to look through all of them. Is there, are there any specifically under or near this tower? Not really. I mean, the tower is above the beach, but all the uh, the north and the east and the west cliffs all have uh, caves in them. I like to climb the cliffs and collect gull's eggs. Th- those are delicious. Uh, I explore. I'm good at climbing. I know everywhere on the island. So, I mean, if the monster did come, I could probably hide. Because I'm good at hiding and climbing. And those are the skills you need. <laughs> But yeah, there's caves all over. I mean, I can't think of one that... Well, there's one on the west end that had a boat that looked like it was all broken up, but I didn't really think anything about that. It's not our boat, is it? (laughs) Oh, no. Have you seen your boat lately? (laughs) Oh, no. That's all the information I have to offer. I'll go back tending my fire now. Thank you, NPC. (laughs) I'm here to help. Guess I'll go to the beach then. Alright. See if our boat is completely demolished. Because that would kind of suck. Yeah, the southern end is more or less filled by the beach. Um, Yeah, if you check in on your ship, roll a d6. crew are um, still in their camp around the ship. They're roasting seabirds for their dinner. Okay. They don't appear particularly put out. Yes, the ship is still there. So. Okay. Starting to get to setting the sun. And um, 
based on what you said earlier, the hermit might no longer be in prayers, so... I just want to real quick walk up and down the beach, like look at the cliffs. Are there any caves around the Not beach Not on the south side, no. no okay. Don't. Then I will remind the crew to get the heck indoors. Yeah. And then go back to the... Yeah, but walking around here you don't see much of any... Okay. But he says, yeah, the other ends of the island are all crawling with caves. Hmm, suspicious that the one side of the beach is also the one without any caves. Hmm. Hmm. Maybe. Alright, what you got? If I'm being honest, I don't remember what I wanted to ask. I think... I'm just going to ask generally about the serpent symbolism, maybe? Okay. Like the on hermit. the standing stones? Yeah. Okay. Around the island there are runes. With he a... takes you privately into his chamber to speak this time. He seems a little bit more lucid than last night. Um, yes. He seems very troubled when you asked about the, ask about the symbol and shoes on his bottom lip for a while. Oh. It is concerning. These are dark times, and I wonder if this is the end of the sanctuary. They seem to refer to an amulet, uh, which was once in possession of the Hermitage. Um, it was handed down. I never thought much of it. The tragedy that you appear to be discovering is that it doesn't appear to be very significant. Um, it came from the ancient times and has always been on the island, but it is, of course, now lost. Of course it is. Did you ever come into possession of it? Of course. Or it was did in it ever possession come of the Hermitage, but it was recently stolen. You see, we have a thief in our midst. Mm-hmm. Um, the provisioner has been taking relics and treasures from my safekeeping for some weeks. Where does he go during the day? Or where had he gone today? I don't know. I haven't seen him since last night. I had hoped that with kindness he could be convinced to go up the path he had chosen. Um, but it appears that this amulet would be one of the items that he took. And I imagine he wishes to leave and make a sale on somewhere else. Which would be perhaps doom for the Hermitage. Doom! Thank you for that. Um. Alright. Is he not back yet? Hmm. Suspicious. And is it night already or just close? It is dusking. Kind of like this time. There's another clatter at the door while you're talking. Uh, one of the crewmen, you know, asked for you and was brought in by the housekeeper. Says, Princess, um, we have spied, spied sails in the distance approaching fast. Raiders. All right, of course. Uh, get... Where do you want to put the ship? The ship could be damaged, I guess. Well, I'm sure they mean to land on the beach. We could 
defend the ship or pull up and defend the sanctuary or what are your orders? Let's all head to the beach. Because we don't want them spreading out on the island, I would say. Okay, two arms. Aww. Let's all go to the lobby and kill ourselves a Viking. What? 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 It's because you can fight at the beach or the sanctuary or the road between them. But the beach is like the one place I didn't get a battle map for. Okay. So this is the path. That's from the monastery on that side. As you were approaching, apparently, in the time it took him to run up and warn you, they had landed and started charging up the stair. So, anything not on the path will be difficult to move. Oh, alright. Okay, so let us roll initiative. Set yourselves up at that end of the map. Roll initiative. That'll be a seven. Okay, you go first. <laughs> Alright, so as you're approaching the standing stone on the path, you see a line of raiders filing up from the shore, from the beach. Punch them! Uh, what is the movement? a full turn to yell, would it? No. Okay. So I want to... I suppose if you yell really, really loud it could be. So I'm going to yell across just basically back the heck off or we'll be forced to fight you. I am the great chosen one! Come at me, bro! Okay. Um, Are you going to move? Yeah. Where's my speed? What kind of armor do you have? Weapon shirt. A weapon shirt? <laughs> weapon shirt. That's all. It's a weapon shirt. Okay. Uh, listen, 30 foot move. How many squares is that again? That's oh my god. We don't use battle mats! The square is five feet. Okay. So six squares. <laughs> Math is hard. How does diagonal? Diagonal is counts, right? First one is just one, second one counts as two. So if you're going straight diagonal, it'd be five, ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five, thirty. So five. Ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five. Thirty-five. That would be thirty-five. I got thirty. Okay, you can double move. I... Oh, because I can't. Yeah, okay. Although that could put you in range, so maybe you want to go slow. Thirty-five. Forty. Followers up behind. Did we get attacks of opportunity? 
if they were to move in, which they don't, but does the system include a tax of opportunity? As far as I know, it's 5e. Uh, they will, at least the first one wants them to throw a javelin from there. What's the range increment? 20 to 60, so 60 feet. So, whoops, sorry, 10, 15, 20. Okay, so they're all within range, so they can all throw a javelin at disadvantage. So they're all going to aim at you. Number one. That'll miss. It's an eight. Yeah. Six. Fourteen. Miss. Fifteen. Hit. Okay. So one javelin tar touches you for... Three piercing damage. That is your initiative. So what is... So they all have spears now. They all have engage. Yep. So what does that actually mean? Why don't you read it? When you roll initiative... Oh, I lost it. Okay. When you roll initiative against multiple opponents, each follower of this gift can be assigned up to two opponents in a battle. The opponents cannot attack the hero or anyone else for the next two rounds. Each round after, the follower must make a death-saving throw to keep the opponents engaged. Okay. So basically, you assign one of those guys to keep two of these guys busy. But every round, they have to make a death save to see if they die. Or are slain, I should say, because there's a difference. We're gonna say he's gonna be. Leofgid is going to be assigned two. Okay. And then I'm not gonna do that with the other two. Okay. Because. Does that activate him? He, I. No, I don't think so. Can I read it? Yeah. But he has advantage on death okay. saving throws. Rescue the hero would be an activation. So you can save you from certain death or take a blow from you as a reaction. Yeah, so either of those would spend him, but just engaging him does not. But you'll still have to make a death save. Okay. But he's advantage, which is why he's the only person he's that I'm fighter. letting do it. Okay, so um, he will charge ahead and pair off with these two over here. So what are you going to do? <laughs> Leaving three for you. Three and three. Three and you. <laughs> yeah. And a couple of flunkies. I mean, bosom companions of the shield. I don't really have anything to throw, though. Uh, I have spears. Well, I'll tell you what, that's... So in theory, you could close and just stab somebody. They do not appear to be warned off by your speech, however. Okay. Sure. Let's move. <laughs> you can just do... You don't have to have minis for them. I mean, you don't have to move them up, too. Because they're not... Okay. Unless you activate them, they're not actually doing anything. So that's like... 5, 10, 15, 20... 25? That would draw an attack opportunity. 
because you're in threatened space. At least my understanding of So where do I have to be to attack them but not provoke? Well, you can attack that guy from there. Okay, fair enough. Um, sword. Oh, Jesus. 17. That'll hit. Roll your damage. D8. Nine slashing damage. Nice hit. Okay. So their turn, these two guys are fighting. So he has to make a death save on what what does it say the timing is on their turn or his turn? For the next Okay. The opponents cannot attack the hero or anyone else for the next two rounds. Okay. Each round after the follower must make a death save and throw. So I okay. think he's good for two rounds. And then Okay. Alright, so these guys will move up. So two of them will attack you. With spears. No, that's not. Oh, uh, natural twenty. Not twenty. I don't have to confirm that's a third edition thing. Does the thirteen will not hit though? But this guy will. So the one that just stands there, like, really sticks it to ya. Yeah. <laughs> so. so did crits work the same way? Um. No. That's not good. They have shields, so he's using one hand. Okay. Oof. Ten plus two, so twelve points. Well. I'm bloodied. Really? Hmm? Huh? I thought you started with like twenty eight or something. Twenty three. Yeah. Okay. Now I'm at eight. I took three, and then I took twelve. Oh, that's right. You took a javelin earlier. Okay. All right. Top of the order. I guess I'll just attack the sword again. Okay. Mm. Should I... Can I move over, or would that be... In? That's fine. Yeah. And then that guy again. Okay. So that's seventeen? That'll hit. Five damage. Okay. He is dead. Yay. Okay. Um, so it's to them. Will 16 hit? Yep. It's going to be 6. die next round, probably. Thirteen? We'll hit. Five damage again. Um, which one of these two? Not that it matters. It doesn't matter. Okay. So they will swing for you. This is my third round. So, let's, uh, 
What's his name? Make a death save, please. He has advantage. Thirteen? Doesn't add anything, right? No. Okay. Just gonna be to ten. Alright, they will attack. Fifteen and sixteen. Yep. Okay. Do you want any of your followers to uh, take the blow? Okay. He shall. Okay, so what does it actually say? When the hero receives damage from a successful attack, spend this follower as a reaction. The follower absorbs the damage and must make a death saving throw. Okay. But doesn't he have something that he might not be able to act? Yes. Only on a one, though. Okay. Do you have to make a special roll for that? Yes. So roll, don't roll No. Okay, so he will step forward and take the hit for his bosom companion. Death saving throw! Okay. He's so good. He, he, he's good. That's a 16, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah, so he's well, fine. He steps up and takes it. That's the thing is, it says spend as a reaction. Yeah. So he's not dead, but he's dead anyway? He's spent. So, I mean, if... Assuming we were playing a campaign, you would still have him in your crew, but that's the one act. You, you only get to do that with him once. You can't, like, keep doing it every round. Um, so, yeah, he is spent. So he's... For the rest of adventure, he's basically going to go down and sit on the ship. Um, let me see. They... Okay. Wisdom is not enough. So they will actually attempt to disengage. Uh, you can take an attack of opportunity if you wish to do Heck yes! 17. That'll hit. 10 damage. Okay. And the other three are hightailing it back to the beach to their ship. And don't come back! Okay, so they get back to their ship and they're shoving off and... Sailing off into the sunset, you're gonna just let him go. Okay, that's fine. Um, it's a warning. All right, they are dealt with. Night truly begins to fall. All right, bye, Thormund. Yeah, he's like, okay, I have exerted myself more in this uh, mission than I thought I should, so uh, I'm gonna go sit over there. What? Do you want to do with the knight? It's a person who looks like you, and they're from the night. I don't care if we ever come back from the night. I'm just gonna go and rest and. But where? In the sanctuary. Okay. Uh, how do hit dice work? Good. Quick. Can I see your sheet? Where's <clears throat> Yep, you have a hit die, because you're first level. So you can spend that and roll a d8. Assuming you're just taking a short rest, you can Well, it why wouldn't it be a long rest if it's well, all night? You might be able to, but do you know if you're going to be able to get all night? Okay. So, take a short rest for now. Ouch! Okay. Hmm. 
With everyone gathered in the Hermit's Hall for the evening, it is time for a reckoning. Oh yeah, as you kind of settle around the fire, there's another banging at the door. Not frenzied and whatever, but calm, businesslike. Almost taciturn, if you will. I don't know who that is, and I don't think I want to let him in, but I guess I'm going to have to. Okay. It's Thormund. And he says, look what I found in the boat. And he pulls up. Your friend Elfnoth the Provisioner. He was hiding under the boards of the ship. And the guy is, like, totally terrified. Please, please don't kill me. I'll do anything. Help. We just have to go. Please, don't kill me. Let's see. We, we have to. Why? Why do we have to suddenly go? Because you kill us all. Give me the amulet you stole, and no, he won't. What? Amulet? Uh huh. <laughs> um. Give me. Like I'm talking to a child. <laughs> uh, what skill would you like to use in this event? Yes, the amulet. Uh. <laughs> Animal handling. <laughs> <laughs> I have this crow, and he will peck your face off. At my command, if you do not tell us. Let's say... I'm not good at any of these. Let's say intimidation, I guess. Okay. That went out. Eight. Okay. Well, the hermit says, uh, please, please show him mercy. And, and uh, he has the opportunity to put things right by returning the things that he stole. To the Hermitage. Well, I mean, somewhere in the boat that got, that you all destroyed. Um, what? Uh, some somewhere in here. I never got a chance to take them. Um, and he kind of scampers over to a corner of the um, sanctuary uh, and pulls up. He grabs one of the stools and kind of goes into the thatch on the roof and pulls out like a like one of the all rolled up packages. Still going right now. Okay. Um, and he unrolls it, revealing a hidden cache of uh, stolen things. Almost. Mm. There's a thing that looks like that. Is that the amulet? Or is it like a shield? Like, what size is this? Um, it's the amulet. Okay. Yeah, alright. Take that then. Okay. I'll say to him A disc of aged aged bronze. It has a symbol of crossed lines interwoven with serpents. In the center sits a red garnet. Hmm. Alright. Tell you what, give back everything you stole and then don't take any of their stuff again. Well, the rest of it's in the boat. Mm. Is it dark out then? Yes. In the morning, you're going to go and get it, and you're going to bring it back here okay. and give it back. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, I'm just... Yeah. 
rest for the night if I can, I guess. Okay. Is you're inside the sanctuary, is there anything you would like to do to make it more defensible? Oh no. Uh show you the map of the sanctuary. Well, I mean, it might be relative to Remember you have these two things if you can make a connection to the portents. So where are you going to try to bid down? In this sanctuary. Guess just in that corner there. Yeah. Okay. Make sure to barricade the doors as per usual. Maybe push the other beds up against them as well. Okay. Against the doors. Any other things you can think of or ways you can use people? No, not necessarily. Okay. Just. Okay. Um, as you're bedding down for the night, you got you got your short rest in, right? Okay. Um, a couple of hours pass as you're resting, and then you hear a roaring, which sounds a little bit distant, then not quite as distant, then very much not any distant at all, and then there's a (laughs) crash as you hear what sounds like wooden gates being knocked down. Pounding footsteps approaching down a path. Um, The very beams holding up the roof seem to shake with each footfall. Uh, let me see your mini button. And then crash on the door. It shudders. As something smashes against it. Yeah, that's not ideal. And then crash as it shudders against it again. And then there's a very loud roar of rage and frustration. Sort of like when I wake up every morning. Oh. Um, and then you hear like a sh- scrabbling, thumping Ugh. along the wall here. Don't enjoy that. Um, there's a moment of like eerie quiet, almost too quiet. That's a hobbit, I'd say. Um, and a huge white arm grizzly white arm crashes through the thatched roof grabs Caro the housekeeper oh bye um and slaps around with those, one of those noogie things so um she's effectively injured she falls to the floor weeping and screaming and the arm goes up and you hear thatch again um and the arm comes through again, grabbing the hermit, thrashing him about. Okay, I'm gonna get up and try to, like, 
sword this arm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Seeing that freaking um, what is it? Uh, carvings. This probably won't do anything, but may as well give it a shot, right? Yeah. Oh, that was not. Eighteen. Um, yeah, you hit it. Those heroes in the past didn't have what I had. Plot armor. So three damage. Okay. Okay, give me a strength save. Oh, dear. Seven. Yeah, alright. My grave is not yet worthy. Okay. <laughs> alright, so give yourself inspiration on that one. And re roll it. Alright. Touched by prophecy, when I roll a one, I choose to re roll it. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, um, when you hit it, it shrieks in pain. <laughs> um, and the arm, like, yanks out, and you just barely hold onto the sword so it doesn't, like, go up with it, because it looks a lot like it. <laughs> Don't like that. Okay, so we will go into the shield, I suppose. Oh, dear. What'd you get? Four. Okay. No, three. Alrighty. Alright, so he goes and um, he kind of does a so he kind of charged in. Like, the arm goes up, there's a roar, and then he kind of thumps on the ceiling and crashes down mm-hmm. into the room below. When the DM says oof, you know that it's not going to be good. That'll hit. Would you like someone to take a blow for you? <clears throat> Almost definitely. Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> Roll damage. I'm curious. I just want to know. Nine and a grapple. Yeah, no thanks. Mm. It's gonna be Meta. Sorry, hon. But, yeah, she's gonna take a blow. He has advantage on his death saves, though, right? Aww. Yeah, I suppose he'll be extra anyway. Yeah. So why does it matter? Yeah. Valid. Yeah, 15. She's good. Okay. He bashes her kind of to the... She jumps in and he bashes her to the side. She goes flying against the wall. Sinks down unconscious, but alive. Um, 
Yeah, in combat situations, followers aid the hero, clashing swords with enemies, throwing spears, and generally taking part, but to no mechanical effect, unless they are activated to gain their gifts. That seems... Mm. Background color. Alright, uh, what would you like to do? I want to try and maybe use the amulet somehow. Okay. He kind of cowers before it. Mm-hmm. But I'll say you can still get an attack. Okay. It's like a ward. It's acting like a ward, but it's not actually damaging him. Hmm. As far as I can tell. Alright, with the sword then. Nine? Assumedly is not gonna... Yep. Why don't you try rolling a different die in the future? I don't, I don't like that big die. Why? Because it always makes a thunk when it rolls, and then it's always followed by a sigh as you roll crap. It got an actual 20 twice tonight. All right. Oh, it uh, retreats somewhat. Um, okay. I'm going to tell everybody still freaking conscious. To get behind me and just continue to try and... Okay, he will attempt to attack Frithgar this time. Because he doesn't want to get closer to the amulet. So he'll go for the builder. That'll hit. And yeah, he takes the builder apart. Grapples him. Gores him with tusks. Blood spurts everywhere. That kid is going to need some therapy. When they invented him. 700 years. Uh, Back to you. I said get behind me! Don't provoke tax opportunity again, mind you. Okay. Roll something higher than an eight. You're a hero. <laughs> Eighteen. Alright, roll some damage. That'll be nine damage. Alright, that's better than three. Okay, so that was Frithgar. Uh, he'll take out the boy this time. Oh my god! He's making a cat. Yeah, that's... Wow, that's... That's that's a bad one. Yeah. No description, please. Just Oh, I should have made a death save for Frithgar. Yeah, he was gone. Oh. Uh, the boy... Oh, not even close. <laughs> the worst part of this encounter is going to be picking up him afterwards, because there's bits of more there. Stop! <laughs> Alright, your oh, action. My slaughter! I, mean, I should be crossing off these NPCs as I slaughter Alright. Alright. <laughs> Swing again! That's one. No. You rolled the big die again, did you? <laughs> yeah. Didn't you get, like, three new sets of dice for Christmas? Yeah. But you still use the big one that just kind of thunks. Yeah. <sighs> okay. It's yellow and it's big and easy to see the numbers and I like it. Elf butt! Alright. Oh yeah. That's safe for elf butt. <laughs> Whoa! No! He clings to Are life! Are you kidding me? Yes, he rolls a natural 20. The natural what? 20! <laughs> and he manages to survive and uh, he does a cocoa butt on the troll. Pop, 
like hit forehead to forehead. Uh, the troll doesn't take damage, but he is confused and drops the provisioner. Elfnoth, that's his name. Um, so it is back to you. Okay. Natural 20. Wow. <laughs> Look at that. It's almost like those new dice you got are magic or something. Oh my god, so how do crits work? It's you double roll your dice. it and then double. Yeah. The add-ons happen once the dice get doubled. Though. So, what, roll doubled or you roll twice? You roll twice. So it's going to bell curve out, baby. 13 damage. Nice. Fiend. That did more than your last five rounds combined. <laughs> Don't abuse the big die. Um. Yeah, I'm gonna try to, try to kill Elf. What's his name again? Thank you. That'll hit him. Mm. I think. Oh yeah. Mm. Oh yeah. Um. That's safe. Okay. That time he wasn't so lucky. <laughs> He tried to do the headbutt thing again, and this time the beast just opened his mouth, and so he did the headbutt inside his mouth, and then... Stop! Right there, like thank you. Siegfried, I don't need the description. Siegfried and Roy blooper or something. Um, I'm being evocative. I'm being descriptive. This is theater of the mind. And we gotta do something to keep it exciting when you're rolling eights. Alright, take another shot. We're fast running out of NPCs that you can have die in your stead, mighty hero. Why are you so mean? Twelve. That will not hit. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. Just what you sound like. <laughs> Alright, he's gonna attack you now. Fourteen? No. Are you sure? I am sure. AC fifteen. <laughs> well about twenty-seven. No. Alright. Um no. <laughs> Fake hits don't hurt me. I have plot armor. Yeah, you wish. Take your action before I kill you. <laughs> this is getting old. Eight. <laughs> I just need to roll a different die every time. I'll I'll start I'll work on it. Okay, I'm ready. Yeah. Oh, wait, no, it is my turn. You're right. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. So, I rolled this one, I rolled this one. That's a lot of d20s, uh-huh. considering you don't use most of them. Natural 20? <laughs> <laughs> there are times when I'd like to say I told you so, so I told you so. 24. 
It's a 20. It's going to hit. Roll your double. Do you have another D8 in there? That's what you're rolling is a D8. We'll take a second one out and roll them together so you don't have to do it. Roll. Okay, we'll just uh, add it together. Just roll twice at once. 11 damage. 13. Nope. Okay. Come on, natural 20. We can do it. We can keep up the streak. We can do it. Oof. 20, not natural. Okay. Seven damage. Okay. With a terrifying roar reaction. Oh, I will spend inspiration to do that. Um, he negates the damage. You're kidding and me. And you must make a charisma saving throw or become frightened of him. That's the one thing that I'm not good at. No, I can't use that. <laughs> Fifteen. That is exactly what you needed. Wow. I rolled sixteen, so uh give me a strength check though. To see if you lose your weapon in his bulbous. We're going through my D twenties. I like Twilight Sparkle. The die, I mean. That wasn't just a random on sack. Unrelated. I like the pink and purple die that reminds me of Twilight. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) We're fighting a diamond. Or, freaking. We're fighting a giant in a Beowulf one shot. (laughs) Just out of the blue. I like Twilight Sparkle. 13. Okay. You keep hold of your sword as it wrenches away from you and emits its roar. Um, okay. 14. Nope. You would think I'm fudging these rolls, but I'm not. I'm rolling them in the open, and I legitimately want to finish this. (laughs) Natural 20! Are you kidding me? (laughs) Look, look, look. I swear. I swear. On Twilight Sparkle. <laughs> Twilight I might know Sparkle. It. That's like my sixth one tonight. Oh my god. And every time it's been I rolled a new die. Well, I got it twice on the yellow one, and then all the other ones have been on the new ones. Consecutive. Roll some damage. You only do that once. 12 damage again. Okay. Oh my god. <laughs> oh wow. Alright, he attempts to turn and flee out the door. He doesn't really fit through the door, which is part of the problem in the first place. Um, so he'll take a squeeze action. He will be vulnerable to attacks of opportunities. He attempts to flee. Alright, sure. Oh, dang it. Eight. Okay. That's not. Okay, uh, he will eventually get out the door on his next turn and start to scamper in the night. Are you going to pursue? Or oh, start? yeah. Okay. Um, I don't have a speed listed here, so I'll assume it's 30. Oh, no. 20. Really? 25 feet? Okay, so, yeah, you can, as he's running, you can basically 
Well, if he does a double move, that's 50 feet. You're going to move 30 as your base. Give me a dexterity check. If you make that, uh, as long as you keep making dexterity checks, I'll allow you to keep making attacks of opportunity as you pursue him. Unless you want to switch to a ranged weapon. But if you fail the dexterity check, you're not able to keep up with him. Alright, I'll take it. Eight. You're not able to keep up with him, and he escapes into the night, howling in pain and anger and frustration. Okay. Uh, okay. I'll just pretend that I'm not mad. <laughs> um, so you collapse in exhaustion around the shattered uh, doors of the sanctuary. Alright, um, so you can rest in the hall. Spend the day resting up. Um through the care of the hermit who was also gravely injured and the housekeeper who was also gravely injured and also in extreme mourning. Um, as the sun is setting, you feel kind of okay now. I mean, you can try to follow and pursue or you can choose to remain at the sanctuary and wait for the beast to come back, perhaps. I think I'm going to go after it. Okay. Because if I wait for it to come back, it's only going to come once it's healed up. Oh, that's right, it's healing. It's healing too, I forgot. Yeah, how am I going to be healed? Well, you get a long rest, so you get all your hit points back. Okay. I was going to say, I don't have any more hit dice. But you're down to one follower, so that's... Perhaps the biggest problem. Yeah. Well. Okay. Um, the tracks uh, go through the gorse overland, headed towards the western cliffs. Uh, when you reach there, the cliffs are about 100 feet high and offer a bracing view of the iron gray sea and sky. There are a few seabirds here, but more can be seen flying above the cliffs behind you on the eastern eastern side. What would you like to do? I guess try to get to one of the caves on that side. How do you see yourself doing that? Climbing the side? Just like grabbing <laughs> rock climbing type. Yes. I don't <laughs> This is a dangerous gambit and would require some strength athletics checks. Some athletics checks. Okay. I can do that. Alright. I will require three successful checks to reach the base. Guess we gotta just start you reusing them. Of course, A. Edgar is well used to climbing on the cliffs, and he could be enlisted to help. Oh. That's right. I'm sorry. Stop. <laughs> I could succeed.
succeed three checks. Or, you know, I could just roll a six on the first one. I could do that, too. <laughs> Alright, you have a serious error in judgment. Tumbling from one outcrop to the other, taking seven points of damage. Okay. Uh, oh, no, eight. Sorry. Eight points of damage. As you lie, land on um, a ledge about a third of the way down. Okay. So let's have that second athletics check. Once you dust yourself off. You're dead to me? Well, thank you. That's one of the ones I had a nat 20 on earlier, too. Yeah. So I think the magic is... That's a five. (laughs) You tumble to the next ledge about two-thirds of the way down the cliff for 12 points. Okay. You manage a soft landing at the bottom of the cliff. Feet down. You and Leal Fring are like, wow, we mastered that. <laughs> Just think how amazingly easier it could have been if we'd used ropes from the ship or something. Or looked, oh look, there's a, a secret path we could have tried to find. Um, Of course, we could have enlisted the help of Frithgar the Builder with some materials to secure a pulley for... Oh, that's right. And after each one of those rolls, I was supposed to be rolling a d6 to see if the wind made it harder. If the wind picked up increased your dc. Okay. Should the hero decide to climb back up and take no further risks? No, okay. Um, Yes, uh, you reach a point where you can see into a bay below. A small, rocky, weed-covered beach sits before what appears to be a large cave mouth. On the beach is a ruined rowing boat. Appears to be very freshly broken. To any seagoing hero, it's obvious... To you, Alice, a seagoing hero. It's obvious the beach has been smashed on the boat. The The beach has has been been smashed smashed on on the the boat. Get it right. The beach has been smashed on the boat. Pay attention. It has not been wrecked at sea. Okay. One final leg of climbing. Oh, no. You are able to reach the small beach. Yeah, do it. Give Give me another athletics check. I'm not pulling punches. It's going to be a 15. Alright. Well done. (laughs) Okay, so, you know, I head out. During the day, I head out. Like, I'm at at full health. I can take this thing. (laughs) Just in the climbing, I lost 20 hit points. Yeah. Went from 23 to 3. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that happens when you go taking flying headers off the. <laughs> oh, no, that would be a... mm. That is the scene before you. Pretty, pretty, pretty. Yep. Alright. Uh, 
beat some giant. At the head of the beach, the cave looms ominously. It's a huge cave mouth, 20 feet high. Inside seems incredibly dark. Anyone heading to the cave mouth will be struck by an incredibly strong sense of... Paranoia! Doom! Oh, well, okay. technically dread, but... Wow. Anyway. Um... <laughs> oh, no, what? <sighs> oh. Okay, that was all the section for if you climb down the cliff during your normal... During the day, like when you were doing your exploration the second day. Um, <clears throat> if the hero decides to head to the monster's lair, then a moonlit crossing of the island is afoot. Elfnoth, the provisioner, will explain there's a secret way down to the cave if the hero has not already found it. Uh, so you can get your 20 hit points back because he told you about the secret path. You lucky, lucky, lucky hero. <laughs> Just because I don't want to go through. I touched my prophecy. It's fate. Yeah. Again, plot armor. The wind is rising as you head to the cave. Follower will be on edge. (laughs) As the wind fills his ears and racing clouds trick the eye into seeing movement where there is none. The journey is a short one. But tense. Okay. On stepping inside the cave mouth, the sound of the sea recedes suddenly, and all is silent and still. Mm-hmm. A slow dripping can be heard in the distance. Any noise you make echoes ominously far longer than expected. A tunnel leads deep under the island from the entrance. It maintains its height and width at 20 feet. How are you going to try to see down here? Drop a torch? Drop it. Have have a torch? Okay. (laughs) Yeah, it fails to do more than dimly illuminate the ominous cave. As you progress deeper into the cave passage, the constant low groaning of the caves, of, of the bones of the earth above you can be heard. And the bones of the many NPCs that were just killed. The passage runs for some 200 yards, low enough to be diso- long enough to be disorienting, and long enough to make anyone wonder how long they're walking, particularly the two of you. The air feels thicker as the slope tunnel slopes downwards, and the scent of the sea is replaced by an older, dustier smell. Okay. <laughs> Eventually, the you see ahead, like so. The passage widens to a huge chamber some hundred feet across. Its roof is held up by tall pillars of stones, appearing to be stalactites and stalagmites that have met over the aeons. Nick claims there is a special term for this. I call it the wall. Uh, They are carved with whorled knots and interlacing serpents. Some kind of rot has been eating away at these stone pillars, and some of them seem perilously unstable, with time-eaten holes worn right through their book. In the center of the chamber, there appears to be a circle of standing stones. Mm. Will you enter? I mean, yeah, that's what I'm here for. Playing Roblox or something? No. Doing a crossword puzzle? 
this game that exciting to you? No. You're just gonna sit there and fiddle with your phone all day, chatting with Owen or something? Mm. No. What do you do? Mm. I don't know either. Mm. Mm. Yes, <laughs> I enter the building. Not building. Not building. The cave. The cave. Also, serpents again. Yeah. In the center of the chamber, there appears to be a center circle of standing stones. Each stone is attached to a hefty iron chain. Each link of the chain being the length of your forearm. Oddly specific, but okay. The end of each chain is attached to a broken iron ring um, some two hand spans across. So this is where the giant was kept until it wasn't anymore. Inside the stone circle, the floor is carved with the same pattern that appears As on your amulet. Yes. In the center is a hollow. It is littered with fresh and bloody bones. Oh. And the stench of slaughter grows as you approach. Pleasant. Do I see our giant friend? You do not. I guess we'll just wait here then. Hide behind the pillars until it gets back. We'll do a sneak attack. Okay. Um, you have some time, it appears, to poke around if you would like. Okay. What would you like to do? You say there was an empty spot in the middle? Yes. What happens if I put the amulet in that? Will it fit? Oh, yeah. The depression some five yards across... Yeah, it's more like a basin. It's not like a divot in the hole, but it's like, yeah, 15 feet across, and it's like more like a basin. Um, it does hold a collection of bones and bloody clothing, forming a kind of grisly nest. Just, I assume that each of the chained chain parts were broken at some well, degree? the clasps all appear to be. Yeah. Each stone is attached to a lengthy and heavy iron chain. The other ends of the chains end in large iron hoops, which appear to have been twisted and snapped. I suppose we'll wait for it to get back, then. I don't know what else. Okay. So where are the two of you going to hide? Uh, behind these two which one are you at? Or, mm, we probably shouldn't split up, actually. Let's just go here. Okay. Just out of sight. Alright. As much as possible. As you're standing there by the pillar, up against it, waiting, you do hear what seems to be like a snuffling way down at the end of the tunnel. Very faint. Um... Pillar you're staying this to appears to be worn by the action of salt sea air. It is now riddled with pits and crevices. Large rotten flakes of rock fall from them as you brush against it. Mm-hmm. The top of the pillars where they join the roof, several large clack- cracks can be seen. Mm-hmm. Um, lay off. Lay off kid. Lay off. Lay off kid. Leofkid. I don't know. Uh, says this appears to be... This is a dangerous place for us to linger. Uh, the 
pillars appear very weak and the cave unstable. I wonder if when it comes we could just like hit a pillar and run. See if it goes down. Hope it goes down. Okay. Um, yeah, you see the creature at the mouth of the cave then. Um, moving silently as though it knows. Probably sent. Um, he is framed by the dim glow of dawn light down the passage. All right. I'm sorry. So, what would you like to do? Wait for it to come further in, for one thing. Maybe like throw a rock across the room or something to give its attention and bring it further down. It roars. Or something like that. Looks that way. Attack! Okay, what you gonna do? From behind. Uh, roll your initiative. Yeah. Well, is. we'll just go alternate. You go first. Go. Can't see the squares. One, two, three, four. Ha ha! And then sword attack. Okay. Twenty. That'll hit. Ten damage. Yeah, nice. You know what? I'm gonna spend that on inspiration. Get that out of the way. Uh, make a DC fifteen charisma save. It's a save, so you might get a bonus on that. I don't, it's not just a check. It's the same. Yeah. Okay. Eighteen. Okay. You are not frightened of it, but it does negate the damage. Um. Darn. Okay. He will attack you. Twenty. Yeah. Twelve. Damage? Twelve slash of damage, yeah. Mm. And I would need you become grappled. Oh. How do I get out of that? Uh, escape. DC 15. I believe that's a skill. If not, it would just be a damage. Um, so this is your second action. What is Leof doing all this time? Leof getting... Uh, do you just want him hitting the thing, or do you want him doing all their stuff? I guess just hitting it. Okay. Um, so you are grappled. Yeah. Actually, no. Because according to this, he attacks the follower first. Oh, really? Yeah. So my bad. He would have attacked the follower and hit, so he needs to make a death save. That's how you survive this, because as long as he stays alive, he's going to keep attacking the follower and not keep targeting. So, he gets advantage on death save. That's his special ability. Isn't that the other guy? Oh no, yes, you're right. Okay, so I need to roll two. Yeah, get a ten or higher. 
Oh yeah, got it. Okay. So really, he's over. So you attack. It kind of. Well, you both attack, really. So it's focusing on him. Okay. So now it's your. So that they're just going back and forth. You can take your action. You don't have to worry about being rabble at this point. My bad. Sixteen. That'll it. Three damage. Okay. Um, Man, this die. It rolled an eight and then it rolled a one. Give me a strength save to maintain your grip on your weapon. Not 20! Wow. That's a lot. What's a lot? A lot of nat 20s. Yeah. You might have to have an audit of the die rolling up. Protocols here. <laughs> Why? What do you Dude, mean? That's a lot of that. 20s. No, I. <laughs> right. He will attack. Considering all the times it wasn't, I sighed, and so you could tell. Leoff. Leoff, kid. Leoff, kid. That'll hit. Leoff. You made that save. Ah! Advantage. Advantage. Not 20. Okay. Oh and my now God. your attack. Alright, 17. Yeah. Okay. That'll hit. Yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Three again. Okay. Roll me another strength save. Your follower. Oof, yeah, that'll hit. Death save. Advantage. Remember what you're on. Okay, Okay, we're good. Alright. Backstabbing Alice. Elise. Okay, what'd you get? Enough. Yeah. Okay. That would be a 21. All right. Damage. Damage. Uh, eight. Uh, okay. Attacking. What's his butt? That'll hit. Give me another advantageous death save. Okay. He is good. Use your words. Okay. <laughs> All right. Now your attack. We're going to re-roll that. We are. Natural oh. one. Touched by prophecy. <laughs> oh no, it's the pointy end of the sword. Alright, 18. Okay, that'll hit. Uh, this. Five damage. Okay, give me a strength save. Oh my god, this is gonna take so long. You're gonna take so long. Nat 20. Okay. Attacking your friend. He's a hit. Does he die? You tell me. Death save, death save, death save. This is my favorite follower ever. We're good. Okay. So now you get to attack. 14. Will not hit. Wow. The tide turns. Lay offerings hit again. Lay offering is from the one ring. This is your your favorite follower, yet you can't remember his name. 
Leo. Did he fail? Oh. He is slain in glorious combat, but the tales will remember him. <laughs> did you rem did you say you rolled a natural one? Or? No. Okay. Four and a seven. Oh wait 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 wait. <gasps> yes. <laughs> you still have a point in the follower pool. Uh, how does this relate to... He says, you have caused... What, what is... You have... <laughs> you have caused ancient grief. <laughs> and I will not let it happen any longer. <laughs> okay. I will send you to a worthy grave. Okay. <laughs> By sure. letting you hit me That's... while my friend kills you. Okay, okay so you get a reroll. Just one. Oh. Yeah, no. Okay, yeah. Still no. <laughs> Sorry. <clears throat> okay. I'm throwing these dice away. <laughs> it's okay. It's just an NPC. It's not okay. <laughs> it's not like it was lug. Um, your attack. Oh yeah. Ten. Nope. He hits you. That'll hit. Thirteen slashing damage, and you are grappled. Um, you can attempt to escape, or I think you can just stab him while you're grappled. All right, may as well just stab away anyway. Yeah. The only thing is that he's just going to gore you on his turn, so he doesn't have to make an attack roll. So, because he's already got you in his hands. So, but it's kind of a waste of an action to try to break out because then he'll just re-grab you next round and he's basically losing your attacks. So, it's a metagame. 19 will hit. That'll hit. 3 damage. Okay. I'm not going to make you roll a strength save because you're literally in his hands. And he will gore you with his mighty tusks. And a series of mighty organs. So it's just going to do an automatic seven slashing damage. Pathetic. You rolled two ones and it was seven? That is correct. Well, I only have three hit points left, so if I don't kill him you're, literally right now. You're going to want to swing for the fences then, aren't you? Yeah. Alright, which die do, do I trust? Do you have any special abilities you can use? Now, at the alignment die, you've got the touched by prophecy, you've got... Nimble, friend to all, and perceive weakness. No thanks. Hmm. Okay. I trust this one the most. Sixteen. That'll hit. Nine damage. About time. He becomes bloodied. <laughs> oh, if I could bottle that expression right now. <laughs> but the combined power of the medallion and your force of arms have 
defeated the creature. He gains the defeated condition, which is a new thing in Beowulf. And he attempts to flee, to escape into the ocean. Are you going to take a shot as he goes, or just let him go? Yeah. Um, that'll hit. Seven damage. Okay. A follower that dies in combat with an opponent or doing some noble deed has been slain. They are dead, but songs will remember their deeds and the living will praise their memory. Followers that die in ignoble ways are simply killed. They will soon pass from the lips of the living and no songs will be made in their honor. In the full Beowulf rules, we distinguish between being slain and killed for the purposes of recruiting new followers and retaining existing ones. So that would roll into how you replace him, his manner of death. If he died in glorious combat, like here, that's good. Because you don't want him dying by, like, tripping and falling down a cliff face. Alright, um... I lost Leofkit just to get this thing to half health for you. Hmm... It, with a roar, it flees back into the entrance tunnel, trying to get away from the thing which has caused it pain for the first time in hundreds of years. It plunges down, down, down the tunnel and out of the cave into the dawn light, wailing pitifully. As the thin rays of morning hit the creature, its flesh begins to boil. And within moments, it is reduced to a pile of bones and broken old weapons. The hero has defeated the creature! The hermit's sanctuary is saved! Everyone, finger quotes everyone, uh, gathers in the hermit's hall to celebrate. The hermit deems it is time for a feast, and extra supplies are broken out of storage. All the remaining inhabitants of the island are overjoyed. There is singing and ale flows. The fallen are toasted and tales are told, and a good time is had by all. If Elfnoth, the provisioner, still lives, well, <laughs> we'll just skip that sentence. During the celebration, the hermit invites Alice into her chambers, his chambers, uh, and offers you a reward with several treasures that belonged to the sanctuary uh, that were saved through your intervention. He is happy to do this, and it would be considered ill-favored to refuse these gifts. Very well. Players should bear in mind that the hero's followers expect their ring-giver leader to share some of the wealth for loyal service. And there's a mechanic for that in the main game where you spread it around and basically you pay your crew. Except all of them are dead. <laughs> no, two of them are still alive. They're just spent. I guess. So you can get four of these things. Beaten silver talisman etched with runes of curious make. Barrow precious red gold torque, which is an arm band, um, carved with knots from a far flung land. Another beaten iron. Arm ring, 
Carved with Knots from the Days of the Giants. This was technically a troll. Uh, glittering Copper. That's another phrase you'll never hear in your lifetime. Cross carved with knots of holy virtue. And last, a hard-woven copper torque of great age handed down through generations set with garnets. This is your treasure, which you can use to recruit more followers up to your limit of three. Um, technically, you could recruit... The boy is dead, the builder is dead, you could recruit the mother as a follower in your warband. Um, I have actually have cards for each of the three of them here. She has Wound Binder. This follower is skilled in treating hurts. Activate them during short rest to make your first hit die spent. Heal its maximum value. She also has Engage and Rescue the Hero. So basically, yeah, she can help you with healing on short rest. Um, but, theoretically, then you get XP and maybe level up, maybe get more hit dice, maybe get more abilities. Um, you'd have to spend some of your treasure to maintain your warband. The story of your adventure on Herbert's Island is over, and you can return to the homeland or another safe harbor without incident. After the adventure, you would be able to choose to develop one or two of your followers by journaling, spending a bit of time writing out the adventure and the aftermath from the point of view of the follower. See if Leo Fring had stayed around, that would have been a good one to you. What? I'm calling him Leo Fring. <laughs> if you select a single follower, you can choose to add a new gift or a burden. Oh, you could take the burden off Thormund. So he's not taciturn anymore because, like, the loss of his friend has lifted him to where he is is sublime now. Uh, more guidance on journaling is given in the full bear wolf rules yet to come. Here's a picture of what they'll look like and some of the things that you can get. Did you have fun? Yes, sir. For real? Yeah. Okay. Chippewa Valley Geek is brought to you by Baron Von Productions. Beowulf, Age of Heroes, and the Hermit Sanctuary are both published by Handiwork Games. For more information, check out www.chippewavalleygeek.com. Not, Jesus, it is really snowing out there. <laughs> uh, whom do I see? What's coming, Spreen? Say that if you didn't have fun. What? So you have lived Beowulf now. Bear she wolf. Bear pigs.
Do you have a takeaway, something you'd like to say about this emotional experience that you could sum up for... Well, I didn't... I... I did think it was kind of annoying how followers were spent so easily. Yeah. Because, like, literally two of them were out almost immediately. Yeah. So, I feel like maybe they should have a little bit of a longer usage time. Well, and I think if it is a longer campaign or whatever, it should, like, you probably won't spend them as quickly. Yeah. But, in this case, at least. Um, but that's it. That's Beowulf, Age of Heroes. Nice. All right.